0: Hello and welcome to YHTV's TV's Trinity of Life. This is episode 57. I'm Christina Suzama, your host for this program. Thank you so much for joining me as I continue to explore the wonderful world of healing arts, meditation, therapies, and the many modalities of helping each of us find balance in our individual journeys. We are always excited to meet those who are on the leading edge of creating change on this planet. Today, we'll be speaking about aquacranial therapy, what is it, and its benefits. Now, at any time during this presentation, you can feel free to ask a question or make a comment by scrolling down on your screen and typing it into the comment box. And uh, we will be sure to get that question over to our guests so that they may answer it at any time. Today, uh, I am very honored to have with us A woman who has focused many years of her life on supporting communities, individuals, and especially pregnant mothers and autistic children with aquacranial therapy. Her name is Lynette Knox. Hello, Lynette.
1: Hi, Christina.
0: <laughs> well, welcome to our show. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just to uh, let our audience know, uh, Lynette is such a trooper. She jumped in last minute because uh, one of her mentors uh, had an emergency come into place. So we are so grateful to you, Lynette. Um, uh, Rebecca Goff, who was to be our speaker today has spoken so highly of you and your work and the work that you have done together through all these years.
1: Well, she's my great teacher.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So so Lynette, can you give us a little bit about your personal background and history?
1: Well, I started um, Reiki probably a little over 25 years ago and I'd done everything from Zen therapy to you know, other healing modalities throughout the years. And then when I gave birth to my son 20 years ago, I wanted to be able to work with him with different healing modalities. Then I met Rebecca Goff about 17 years ago, and um, she started doing this work called aquacranial therapy and it interested me so much for one thing uh working in the water would also help me release anything that i picked up from clients but it was it amplified the energy from my hands the um the body's releasing by relaxing in the ocean it it's hard to explain it uh I could connect much easier with people's bodies in the water than I could on a table.
0: So so you come from a background of the Reiki and the Zen therapy. What is Zen therapy? If you could give our uh, audience Zen- a little bit of an idea of the Reiki and the Zen therapy so that they they know what that background is, that would be wonderful.
1: Okay. Well, Reiki is a healing modality where you're basically you're not touching the person. You're just sending energy from your hands and, you know, working within a few inches of the body, or you can also do it long distance. Whereas Zen therapy was kind of the opposite extreme. It's uh, similar to like a um, Rolfing or Feldenkrais where it's real deep work and, you know, helping the body to release its muscle and tissue by going very deep. Mm. And, then uh, aquacranial therapy is actually light touch, where you're getting the cerebrospinal fluid to move, the lymphatic fluid. You help releasing the fascia and the bones, helping them decompress. And mm. uh, it's really great at assisting. You're basically assisting somebody else in their own, own healing Mm. Their body, Mm. actually, you're just kind of giving them the tool and the kind of uh, how do I explain it? (laughs) Sorry. It's it's almost amplifying
0: their own healing process. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yeah. It's guiding it. It's just guiding it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, they they do say. Pardon me?
1: oh i was saying all i am is a vehicle and i just let it flow through me and then they take it and go from there
0: <laughs> yes is, is isn't that magnificent and and i agree with you uh, also coming from the background of healing arts it's it's an amazing process of of um of just the guidance it, because they do say that all of us i mean the human body is such a magnificent we are all such magnificent beings and uh just through culture, society, um, and through the decades. We've sort of lost that empowerment, haven't we?
1: Yeah, we have. And that's one of the things I really loved about the aquacranial therapy. Uh, Rebecca Goffman, she, the training that she does, she actually has people, they have to go to Tonga, to Bimini, and Hawaii to turn around and experience the energies from the whales and dolphins, from the dolphins from the east and the west, the Atlantic and the Pacific. The whales from the North and the South, which is, you know, uh, uh, Southern Hemisphere and Northern Hemisphere. And so that you can bring all of the energetics together and work on the person in, you know, in the ocean anywhere
0: in the world. That's magnificent. Oh well I will speak of my experience a little later. <laughs> um so now now you started Reiki almost twenty-five years ago. What compelled you to even come into the healing arts?
1: It's I, I've always I've had a lot of work done on myself throughout the years. Um but I had experienced a lot of energy that came from my hands, uh probably 30, 35 years ago. And it was actually to a point where it scared me uh, because I I had burnt the fingertips. It was like black lines where the lines in my hands were. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of stayed back from it for a while. And what got, then I started, I wanted to learn what it was what it was I was feeling coming from my hands. And so that's where I started with the Reiki, you know, and then, of course, the Zen therapy. And, you know, there was just all these different modalities that I would try along the way until I got comfortable and understood that this wasn't weird. It was was (laughs) actually normal. It's actually normal when you learn to connect with it, you know.
0: (laughs) How exciting. Isn't that exciting when, when it comes to fruition like everything begins to come together
1: yes it is it definitely is and i mean i worked in the corporate world so i really i only did this on my spare time till i retired 10 years ago and uh but so and i it was just you know working on my son family friends but of course with rebecca i you know right when she started this i would go to all her classes and everything you know 17 years ago just because it was um really intriguing and i uh, would have i would see so many different things shift in people in the water that it would just blow me away mm-hmm. and i watched things from children that had cleft palates uh come together you know i watched the uh, um the the autistic children that i work with um you know i'll have one that the leg is crooked and they're wanting to put him in a brace and by the time we get done working on him all of a sudden you'll hear a pop and the leg will straighten out and he'll get up and w- go to walk and fall down because he wasn't used to walking straight
0: uh, you how know? magnificent <laughs> how magnificent it's um, you know, it's amazing. As I said, our bodies are such magnificent, magnificent vehicles for us. And, um, if we just knew how to connect the dots or help realign the dots, it's amazing the sort of work that you do. Um, so, so some people might be, okay, so you, we spoke about the Reiki, we spoke about the Zen therapy which my goodness, I haven't, I haven't uh, experienced that. I would like to try that one. <laughs> um, now with the aquacranial therapy, uh, do you need uh, the background? Like, of course, people here might have heard of the cranial sacral therapy, which, you know, you're on the table and it, and it is connecting and working with the spinal fluids. Is this is this very similar to aquacranial therapy? Is it very much in alignment with it? Um, or is it completely different?
1: Myself personally, I mean, I've done cranial sacral classes after I learned aquacranial, Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) kind of did opposite. Um, I, I feel it's very different from each other. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't find the similarities there. um, because in the ocean, you're also working a lot with the whale and dolphin energies, you know, and the movements seem to be different. There might be one or two things that seem a little bit similar to it, but to me, it's very different from just cranial sacral. I shouldn't say just because cranial sacral therapy is spectacular, but the, compared to uh, cranial sacral therapy on the table. right? You know, it's... um. um you're able to get into areas easier in the ocean, you know, you don't have the table in the way and, and, uh, the movements are different. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's uh wonderful now, uh, with the aquacranial therapy, I mean, I've, uh, I'm very happy to say I have, uh, been uh, able to experience that with Rebecca Goff when I was pregnant at the time. And it's uh, sort of amazing to be in a wetsuit. Actually, I was in a double (laughs) wetsuit. I was in a double wetsuit floating in the water. And this was off the shores of Maui. And uh, it was uh, cold to begin with. Because, of course, I I do believe it was in January or something like that, um, two months before I was due. um, And uh, it was quite an experience, which uh, um, just the magnificence of floating in the ocean with almost like, uh, it's almost like zero gravity, if I can say that. Yeah. So once I felt that I was able to get over that initial, uh, fear of sinking, <laughs> even though I'm in a wetsuit and they make you float, right. And I a double wetsuit. Um, it, it was such an amazing release just to be able to float safely in the ocean and feel so secure. Um, and, uh, through the therapy, uh, I do believe, uh, uh Rebecca was also using a tuning fork at the same time.
1: Can yes, speak- she does.
0: So can you speak on on the uh process? Is this the same process that everyone would go through that you would also take children through
1: um, it it depends on the person's body and children are much quicker to shift than us <laughs> that have had adults that have you know, added 30 years of stress onto our body or whatever, kids tend to let go very quickly. So they might only be in the ocean five or 10 minutes at the most. Um, you know, Rebecca does use the tuning fork on children and adults too. I have not had, I've had the experience of Rebecca using the tuning fork on me, but I haven't been trained in that yet. Oh. and so I I've used it with Rebecca, but I will not use it without her because it is a very powerful tool. Yes. And um, you know, and it's the same with the crystal bowls I use, she's taught me those throughout the years. But um the tuning fork, it really ampl it it takes it up another notch and yeah. you just gotta be really know what you're doing with it.
0: Right. And and I'm assuming also depending on who you are working on if that individual's ready to have the heightened uh the You're heightened right. uh, frequencies as well now now um, the bowls the, the you take the bowls into the water
1: uh, well in fact whenever we you know whenever i travel to bimini with rebecca she requires us all to bring our bowls <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your specific we'll be bowl our- because because there are there is a chakra to each connected to each bowl. So which one is the one that you would bring?
1: Well, it depends on which one she wants me to bring. I've got a couple of them. She's got a whole array of them. I mean, you know, she's got them from white gold to yellow gold to silver to, you know, the ABCD. (laughs) I I actually had the privilege of taking care of her bowls for a while while she was in Tonga and got to play.
0: Wow. uh,
1: but, you know, we would take the bowls with us, and we'd be on the boat before or after. We would do treatments in the water. You know, we would turn around, and there would might be four, five, or six of us, and we'd all take our turns with our own bowls over certain parts of the body.
0: I see. And um, So these are not large bowls?
1: Uh, they not really large. In other hmm. words... You know, but they can be 18 inches wide. Yeah, I was going to say that's
0: that's really large. These are crystal balls.
1: <laughs> mine went in a backpack with towels around it, and I mean, I mine has gone to Bimini, it's gone to Tonga, it's gone to Bimini a few times, mm. <laughs> and then it's gone to Tonga, and uh, you know, uh, she's she will let everybody know, you know, when to start and finish and you know or intuitively follow your own once she knows that you're um in enough to know when to stop mm-hmm. or you know continue mm-hmm. and um but it just it it's actually really nice we would do them before sessions and sometimes we'd do meditations in the water in bimini and and by the time we get in the water it would it, it's almost as if it was just a magnet for dolphins. Wow. And uh, I mean, we'd be in there with all of us in a circle with our heads together and Rebecca would be at my feet and all of a sudden out of the blue here would come a whole school of dolphins aiming right at us and going underneath us, jumping through the middle. I mean, it was just, mm. uh, every time I've been to Bimini with Rebecca, it's been incredible.
0: Uh, <laughs> because are- also in Bimini is where, um, you train to do work with children as well. Because I remember I was uh, trying desperately to get out there to actually uh, film the work that was being done. And uh, I know that uh, uh, there are families that go out there to spend time with all of you therapists (laughs) at the same time to have work done for a whole week on their children, especially children dealing with any kind of issues like autism uh, cleft palates and, and any sort of physical, or even uh, physical or what they call mental issues of any sort.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, I I mean, I work a lot with um, pregnant moms, but my area is with autism, and of course, I'm on their time. They're not on my time, so I usually take a four hour window when I go to the beach. And it's, you know, a child might turn around and allow me to, first meeting them, they may not want me to touch them, yes you know. And then it might be for 30 seconds. And, you know, now I have some of the kids that will come up and say, you know, Auntie, touch me.
0: (laughs) You know, it's really...
1: I have one little boy that asked for a wetsuit for his birthday because he wanted to have one for going down to the beach so that uh, if he happened to run into me, that I could touch him.
0: Oh, <laughs> but, wonderful.
1: Yeah, it's pretty amazing to work with these kids because they're really quite brilliant. It's just trying to learn how to communicate with us, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and having the patience having them have the patience with us, not so much us have the patience with them. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, so we need to really uh, be aware that, um, uh, I don't know if you've ever read this book, but it was called Kinship with All Life, and it had to do with working with the animals, and how as us, we didn't hear them. It's like the dolphins and the whales. Mm-hmm. Um, they could communicate with us if we just open up and be there, mm-hmm. you know. But it's the same way with the autistic kids. It's just we're on a we're we're stuck on one channel, and we kind of got to switch that channel to to be able to work with
0: them mm-hmm. and
1: understand what their wants and their needs are when they're in the water.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So their sessions can maybe be five or ten minutes long, and that's it
1: usually at the most yes and normally the parents will bring them down for the whole four hours because they'll be in and out with me oh because it might be th- because they might not want to be in there for more than 30 seconds and then a half hour later they'll come back and let me work on them for five minutes
0: so so what I've, you know what i've learned uh through the years there are many different levels of autism and and it mm-hmm. was very interesting because I was just speaking to a teacher not too long ago, and you know, at one time, you know, there was a generation uh, when I was growing up. It was of course not called autism at the time. It was called you know men- mentally retardation and etc. I mean, they had all these names. If you were different, that's what it was, right? <coughs> now, right. now it is uh, considered autism, and there are so many levels. Um that we 've learned now, do you find um, that there is uh that the work that you do is that the results that you 've seen are more significant with any particular level of autism, whether it be with speech or connection or uh physical? disabilities
1: i've seen it on all the different levels but what i seem to see the most out of all the kids is um i don't know if you've seen programs with autistic children and dolphins you know how it it shifts their awareness and their and they seem to be much more calm and and uh don't have so much chatter going on i Mm -hmm. guess Mm -hmm. um when you get in the water with these kids, it's almost like this connection with the dolphins in the ocean. They connect with them immediately. Mm -hmm. And when they come out, they just seem to be in a, a a much more mellower space. Uh, It's almost as if somebody turned down the volume a notch, Mm -hmm. you know, I've seen it, though, with, you know, whether it's physically, you know, having legs turned in, things like that, speaking more clearly. But also I hear parents say a lot is their child seems to be more happy.
0: Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all need that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Reconnecting with that. Um, yes. Well, uh, a lot of... Um, as I say, you know, we are all made up of energy and we're all made up of different frequencies. And I do remember when I was in the water, um, it was very strong that I connected to the whale energy. And it was, uh, I'm told. <laughs> I'm told because uh, the first experience, I had two sessions with Rebecca. The first experience was... Um, really wonderful and I went to never never land I call it the second experience with the tuning fork and I do believe there were two other therapists in the water with us so there were I do believe one or two other people in the water with us um I do not remember much from that all I was told (laughs) was that I had begun spinning and become vocalizing, yeah. vocalizing almost like a chant. That I have no idea. It's on video somewhere, and I haven't rewatched it yet. <laughs> and I
1: was, uh, say, was I one of the therapists
0: there? I, yeah. I'm wondering if you were, because if you were living there at the time, um, that could have been it. It was. Uh, it, now I really want to rewatch the video to see if it was you <laughs> in the water with us. But um, supposedly, you know, my body was getting cold and uh, those of you who are around me were trying to bring me out of it. But I just decided that I wasn't coming back yet. (laughs) So it was very magnificent and I could remember the visuals, but I could not remember what was happening on the physical side. So it was such an experience. Now, Do you find any of the children reaching any of those states of being, or are they continuously um, uh, connecting with you on this plane, so to say?
1: Well, I look at children, they kind of live in that continuous state all the time. We're just not as aware of it, you know. Mm. Um, But they do... um, I do see a shift in them when they come out, and yes, I do see children disappear in the water, you know, going more deep on the inner, and, um, you know, they tend to quiet down. And, but they, I don't find that they stay out, you know, like when you came out of the water, you would probably put you down on a blanket and let you rest (laughs) for a while. Kids might last only a couple minutes and they're off and ready to play, you know? Um, It's not that much different from the world that they live in, I I believe, you know? But uh, yeah, I just, uh, it, it is a very altering thing. And So even with the kids, I make sure that I take them out, I'm with them, and I have them lay down for a bit before I let them take off and go anywhere, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, and they spin so easily, kids do. Oh, they're so connected. (laughs) Yeah. And it's fun because, I mean, a lot of times, especially pregnant moms too, but, You know, I'd be out there with Rebecca and somebody would start spinning and we'd have a hard time keeping up, you know, (laughs) because we're going, holy, what's going on here? I remember one time in one of the classes that she had done in uh, Bimini, she had told me to uh, go in the water and treat this one woman. Well, she knew what I was in for, but she didn't tell me. She wanted me to get the experience. This woman in particular connected with dolphins. And so, you know how when you're in the water with the whales, you would spin, for instance, grab a pen. You would spin, you know, clockwise or counterclockwise Mm -hmm. as if this is the ocean. Well, when this woman's connecting with a dolphin, you roll. Oh, wow. Now try to work. So try to work on somebody when they're rolling. Um, Wow. (laughs) Anyways. It it actually ended up being quite fun and a great learning experience. But the work, it does some, uh, I mean, adults, children, they're all very different. Um, But every adult is different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so you never know what you're going to expect when you're in the water. Mm -hmm. Because anything can happen, you know. I mean, we've had dolphins come right up to us while we've been in the water, we've had whales come right up. I mean, Tonga just showing up right beside us, you oh, know. Oh, my goodness.
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's, and you're not really attract- in deep water either.
1: I'm- oh, yes. I, I, we do do deep water too.
0: Oh, you do? Okay. So, so you yeah. do the therapy in deep water?
1: Yes. Not with the children usually, unless we're going off a boat, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes, we do do the deep water therapy also. And, and, that tends to be a lot when the whales show up, you know.
0: Oh, I, I was going to say, it was like, wow, that was uh, pretty shallow water we were in. <laughs> Maybe the dolphins could make it, but the whales, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so when yeah, you... now the do... Go ahead. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> the dolphins will definitely come into shore very easily. The whales, it's a little bit harder in that kind of shallow water.
0: Yes, yes. So, so when you do deep water, are you all wearing uh, wetsuits uh, to keep afloat, or um, what happens in that situation? I'm, wow, <laughs> I'm curious. I wear
1: I wear a wetsuit so- no matter what water I'm in, just to keep my body warm because usually when I'm in the water, I'm in there for four hours straight. Mm. You know, because you know I'm getting people in and out. You know, and and. Uh, uh, laying one down and you know getting somebody else back into the water but um so yes we wear full-length wets. I wear full-length wetsuits some people don't Rebecca doesn't she just floats you know <laughs> but she, she's great at that uh but I wear a full-length wetsuit because I chill so fast so easily and um and it's it assists in floating yes. you know when you're out there in the water so you know, and mm. usually have at least one fin on. You know, just in case. <laughs>
0: at least one fin? Oh my goodness! I'd feel lopsided. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> wow, that would be magnificent in deep water. That that would that is something. Mm, something else that we need to experience here.
1: Well, she does these classes in Bimini, you know, and um, and in Tonga. And if you ever go on one of those, she does do them in deep water. Mm. Rebecca
0: does, oh my goodness, so. I would have to get over my fear of water <laughs> of deep water,
1: <laughs> uh, even yeah, the boat- the boat is right there, so you're safe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll need the therapy to make me key into that <laughs> so so have you done? this sort of therapy, like in a regular swimming pool, for example, it can be done in a regular swimming pool. Can it be done in a different body of water away from the ocean?
1: Oh yeah. I've done them in, I mean, I prefer not to do them in a pool that's got chlorine in it. I prefer to do do it in a pool that's got, you know, saltwater pools. Mm -hmm. And yes, I've done many of them in pools. Um, I've actually done them on the backside of Kauai um, in the Kalalau stream, (laughs) you know, working on friends when we'd be camping back there, you know, very cold water, but it worked. And uh, so, yes, streams, as long as you've got, you know, pools that you could stand up in that, uh, you know, are at least three feet deep and, you know, swimming pools, um, it can be done pretty much anywhere in the world. In fact, you know, uh, I've done it in pools in Wisconsin. Mm. You know, so
0: well, and and of course uh, in the swimming pools, you you don't have the added energetic lines to the dolphins and the whales. And well, you, go ahead. You you can
1: create that. I mean, you if you go on the inner and connect, you can create that. It just seems for me. I mean, Rebecca can connect anywhere; it doesn't matter where it is. For me, though, it's a lot easier for me to connect in the ocean than it is a, a swimming pool. Mm-hmm. Streams, streams—it's easy for me to connect because the streams go out into the ocean, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but it's you know I still love doing the work in saltwater pools too. You know, if I've got the opportunity and there's not ocean around. Because I get just as much out of the therapy as the person that's in the water.
0: Yes, yes. Of so
1: you oh. know, it's um, it, it, uh, it's uplifting to me to spend mm-hmm. that time in the water with people.
0: Mm-hmm. How wonderful! Now, um, so so right now you are in Arkansas. That's what we learned before the show started, and possibly going back yeah. to Hawaii. Uh, so you travel basically all around to Tonga, to Bimini, to Maui, doing this work. Yes. And yeah. people travel with you. The people who are needing the therapy, they travel with the core, like like I would go to Bimini to, to have work done, or I would go to Tonga, or I would go to Maui, for example.
1: Um, I usually, like most of the work I do is in Maui. I go to Bimini and Tonga, with Rebecca and um, even though, you know, I'm done with, you know, being a certified, her very first certified aquacranial therapist, but I am, um, I still go. I enjoy it. I get in, I learn continuously because like we said before, modalities are constantly shifting and changing and growing as our awareness continues to shift, change and grow. And so it's a continual learning thing. And, uh, But I'll go along and uh, Rebecca will usually have, you know, depending, it could be 10 people or 20 people that will come out and join us and we get to play and work on people. She will do, um, you know, and it changes. Every one of these trips are different from each other. You know, one could be where we
0: Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was gonna say uh Segovia here just pulled up a clip of uh you all. I do believe this is off the coast of Maui. And this is uh of uh some dolphins and and Rebecca working on someone. So just some clips of you all. <laughs> oh, yeah. dolphins. She's- That's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you, Segovia. Sorry, we didn't give you the warning. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: okay. Rebecca's got some great clips on her com site, you mm. know, of Tonga and Bimini and Maui. And, you know, um, it's just, uh, it, it's a pretty special trip to take. Yes. If anybody can, attra- if anybody can attract whales and dolphins on a trip, it's Rebecca.
0: It's Rebecca. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, she's, she's spend so much of her life, uh, helping them and saving them and, uh, doing work with them that it's, uh,
1: yeah.
0: it's truly a gift. Um, and her connection is, sounds magnificent. Um, so, so now you work in pools, you, so it really doesn't matter where you are. You can actually work on anybody as long as there's a body of water yes. and you can connect in, you can work on the individuals. Yeah. So yes so uh, we, we've spoken about the effects on children on autism, and how wonderful your results have been um, and how you really focus uh, on that area. Uh, what what do you suggest I mean what do you suggest for parents to do what um, Because you know when when a parent finds out that their child could have the potential to be autistic, of course you know when they're very young sometimes you can 't tell when they 're first born um, what What would you suggest what what would you through your experiences what would you suggest uh uh to help those parents you know because when they find out some that their child might have this imbalance in some way, the sooner that they receive assistance or support, the results have proven to be much better in in their the journey that these children are going to take. So what could you suggest for them?
1: Well the earlier the better. I mean the it's I've been there for births and as soon as a baby has been born, work on them in a tub of water. Um I know Rebecca does this all the time too. I have children that come down to the ocean and that are two weeks old and we'll put them into the water. It's interesting because the pregnant mothers that I've worked on, uh, I'll I'll work on through their pregnancy, and then I won't see them for six months, and they'll come down with their child. And that child will recognize me, even though it hasn't met me outside of the body, uh, outside of the stomach. And so, you know, they get all excited to see me, and they lay right down in the water. They're ready to have me work on them. You know, it's pretty amazing to watch. I would just say the earlier you can get them in to get work, the better it is.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, this is children who are autistic or not, don't have any imbalances. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you know, imagine coming through the birth canal. It's a little, you can tweak out your neck and, you know, the skull misforms a bit and, you know, working on them immediately, I mean, there's, they're, they're just so fresh and vibrant and aware in that moment that all of 10 seconds can make a difference, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as working on them, you know, the skull will shift within moments, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing to watch.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, I would love to to be, I would love to be on your end, (laughs) feeling that, I think that, Fantastic. Oh, thank you, Segovia. He's just brought up some photos um, of uh, babies in the water having the work done. Beautiful. Thank you. So um, that's uh, magnificent. I I do look forward to the time when I can bring my son to to have the work done over there with uh, you all in Maui. (laughs) Since, uh, you know, he had the two sessions while he was in my belly. Um, and actually, <laughs> I think as an adult, it's such a magnificent experience as well. That uh, people, if if they can, if they can get over to to you uh, and Rebecca over in Maui when you're when you're working together, that would be magnificent as well. Um, do you do you do a lot of work with adults too?
1: Yeah, I do. I, I definitely do. In fact, I work on the pregnant mothers also after they have the child. It's mm. one of the biggest. It's it really helps distressing the body, uh, decompressing it, you know, after giving birth. And it's not, it's also doing your children a favor by taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Because we tend, we tend to be much happier if we're taken care of, too. You know? Sure. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely work on adults. I get people calling or emailing, uh, you know, all the time asking if they can get a session, and if I'm not in Hawaii, then I usually refer them to Rebecca. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> and if Rebecca's not in Hawaii, she refers them to me a lot of times. Right, you know, right. So, right.
0: Um, so uh, the the adults that you have worked on um, are they usually connected in some way to the children that you've worked on, or could they could these just be people who would like the therapy done?
1: Oh, they're just people that would like the therapy done. Um, It could be somebody that has been in a car accident, Um, you know, somebody that's got, you know, a lot. It's really great for, you know, uh, pain relief, you know, sports injuries, stress management, you know, relaxation. You know, it's really, um, I'll get all kinds of people that will call me up and, you know, just say whether it's an injury or whatever that, um, they would like to try the cranial sacral, aquacranial sacral therapy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, aquacranial therapy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, it's just a good overall mind, body and soul experience, you know, by getting the therapy done.
0: And through this, like, for example, uh, we might go, people might go to see a chiropractor, Right. They would need X number of adjustments to keep everything aligned, hopefully. <laughs> uh, with Let's just say I am to make an appointment with you. I have no idea how this works. I'm going to make an appointment with you. Is there an average number of um, sessions that you would recommend for an individual? You know, there are certain different art forms that say, you know, you should have a minimum of three or a minimum of six. Is there any numbers that that... People can sort of, for their linear mind, <laughs> wrap around?
1: Well, normally, I I really believe that people should have three of them, you know, because each time that you do it, you tend to go deeper and deeper. And uh, depending on what's going on with your body, you know, it's like um, the child with the cleft palate, you know, she was going probably six times you know Mm -hmm. um the autistic kids that i work with i do a free clinic usually every month or two months in this every month in the summer usually and maybe once every two months in the winter they just show up for every one of them because they like having it done but but most people i would say i would go for a minimum of three treatments Mm -hmm. and um I think even after having the first treatment, they would see and feel how incredible the work is and want to come back for two more anyways, you know.
0: Right, right, absolutely. So, well, it gives people an idea, like if they come to Maui and it's specifically for this, to book in and (laughs) make sure to reserve the time and the space, because isn't it um, certain times of the day that are best to do this sort of work before the sun gets really <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: Well, and also usually earlier in the morning is better because the ocean is a little calmer. And, and it depends. Um, uh, sometimes I work on the North Shore, so I also look at the tide charts. Mm. And so I look for the tides going down for me to do work in the water, and you know. Uh, but uh, usually, most of the therapists prefer doing the aquacranial in the
0: morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That means uh, so it's getting up so, early.
1: Not so choppy. Yeah, <laughs> the water's not so choppy early in the morning.
0: Right, right. So, and you you all mainly work off of Maui, not on the the Oahu, or not on the Big Island.
1: No, uh-uh, just Maui for me.
0: Is there a certain reason for that? Because I know Rebecca's mainly stationed in Maui as well.
1: Well, probably because that's where my house is.
0: Oh, there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I have done work on Kauai. You know, I've got, you know, when I've gone traveling over there to visit friends, you know, I'll uh, get people that will ask me to do, you know, i work on them. But, um, I don't specifically travel outside of, you know, Maui to do the work.
0: Right, right. I see. <laughs> well, that's really wonderful. Um, just uh, just for those people who may be interested, Lynette, in um, the possibility of learning this craft, and this could be a Rebecca question, but I would think that you've been with her for such a long time and being one of the first trained to do this kind of work that you might know. Um, Does an individual need to have like a licensed therapist background or a massage therapy background in order to learn this?
1: Yeah, you do have to go through uh, and get your massage license. You know, so whether it's an MAT or LMT, you've got to be licensed therapist. And then you get to do uh, the hours with Rebecca also on top of it.
0: Oh, I see. So these would be sort of like extra credit hours or
1: well, you you need to be a licensed therapist, a massage therapist, and then to get to be a certified aquacranial therapist with Rebecca, you actually go through classes with her right. to do that.
0: Right. I see. And
1: so it's on it's on top of the massage therapy.
0: And how long is the workshops, or is there a series of workshops that one would need to do?
1: Uh, that would TV? probably be more of a Rebecca question okay. I' done so many I've done so many workshops with Rebecca, even when I wasn't doing the uh licensing with her, okay. you know that I couldn't tell you because i've you know I think I've done bimini five times oh my goodness I know I've yeah, so I mean, and Tonga wants, and Maui. I can't tell you how many times I've been to her classes there. You know, so yeah, she would she would have to tell you that one.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. So at I, least we know that I, that you have to have some sort of therapy background uh, and certification in order to approach this form of therapy yeah
1: and she does all kinds of classes i mean you can see them on her website i know she's got one coming up in maui if, and then uh sorry i was trying to see if i could see it but i can't with you up here
0: um, <laughs> but I,
1: I know that she's got one coming up in mount shasta in california i think in october mm-hmm. um she's got tonga she's got the silver banks and then she's also got bimini i know coming up Mm-hmm. and she's probably got all those on her website but she's got all different types of classes going on so you don't have to be a, a therapist to take a class because i used to take her classes before i became a licensed therapist i just couldn't practice on anybody <laughs>
0: oh, i see oh okay but then but then you had your reiki certification though
1: yeah, but I did it mostly to work on my family and friends, and then um, she had talked me into actually going through to be certified in aquacranial, because I love the work so much. She goes, you should do it all the time then. Oh, yeah. So,
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it, it is a magnificent yeah. form. It really is. It's it's uh, not invasive in any way. It's so freeing, and it is quite, you know, even for, for people who may not have ailments, I would... I would highly recommend this form of therapy, having gone through it myself it, I do believe that uh it it supported the pregnancy it supported the the child um but uh being you know into body work myself and experiencing so many forms this one is is uh really magnificent and it is hard to explain i, I at the beginning of this interview um you was as you said oh it's kind of hard to explain and and it really is because um It's almost so, uh, it brings you in a state of almost stillness. Yeah. Where you are allowing the body to heal and adjust on its own. And uh, the technique just brings everything into alignment without any twisting or turning that is brought on by us it it is brought on by the individual all this uh dolphin spinning
1: <laughs> well what i like to say is it, it awakens each and every cell in your body i mean it was one of my experiences what insights that i got when i was working on somebody was um i could actually see the mitochondria in a cell lighting up and mm-hmm. the fluid around it just starting to move and it was just kind of like wow what in the world and It 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 was rejuvenating for the cell. It was waking up each and every cell in the body. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, to be in the water and also to be in salt water,
1: you uh know, just
0: the frequencies are so different, aren't they? It's just uh, magnificent. Yeah. Yeah, really magnificent. My goodness. It is. So, so Lynette, we're coming to the top of our hour right now. Is there anything more that we might not have covered or that you would like to share with our audience to help them understand more?
1: Um, I would just say, you know, if you haven't got to experience it, just give it a try because it's pretty spectacular and um, pretty awesome. Or if you ever get the opportunity do one of these trips, I mean, it's, it's, um, I've done it, like I said, five times because it was so awesome, you know, right? and, uh, um, uh, it, it's good for anybody, you know, whether you have an ailment or not, it's, mm. um, just really balancing for the mind, body, and soul,
0: mm. you know. So. Well, hopefully one of these days that we'll have the chance to take one of these trips with you. <laughs> I like to swim with the dolphins and the whales.
1: And and, uh, it's, it's it's fun. It's all on their grounds, though. You know, they got to come up to you, and and they do. They love to play with you. And um uh,
0: that's wonderful. That's really wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Lynette, for taking this time with us. I really, really appreciate you and uh, your openness to just dive in. <laughs> <laughs> Dive in and connect. Uh,
1: thank you, Christina, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, for, for getting the word out to people. We really appreciate it.
0: Yes. And for those of you who would like to connect with Lynette Knox um and find out more about her work, uh, her website is Mauiaquacranial.com. And of course, you will see it right below this interview on our website. And just and you can also connect with her through Facebook as well, and learn more about it, especially if you would like to have uh, more information or even book an appointment with her. So we really encourage you to do so. Um, I would also like to thank the Yoga Hub team for making this possible and to each and every one of you for joining us on this new platform of education and information. We're grateful for your continuous support and look forward to hearing your feedback on how we can serve you better. We invite you to join us live on Tuesdays for Magical Medical Tour at 10.30 a.m. Pacific, 1.30 Eastern. Wednesdays for Trinity of Life at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, followed every other week with Flowing into Awareness with Anatara. We're always open to hearing back from you of any comments or suggestions. Please give us a call at 818-LET'S-TALK. 818-LET'S-TALK. Thank you so much for joining us, and until next time, namaste.